hello and welcome to another episode of Pixelated Perspectives. Thank you so much for being here and for tuning in. I'm Tanya and I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest today, Jason Kristoff. Oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being, explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Berkwin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. Um, Jason has developed a worldwide reputation as a self-sabotage coach, who makes complex issues easy to understand for his clients. Jason discovered very early in his career after managing one of Canada's most successful weight loss clinics that health and self-sabotage were inherently connected. Jason is now interviewed across the globe every month, appearing on various podcasts and radio shows regarding his highly effective methods for overcoming self-sabotage, losing weight, and how to rise up to your full potential. And actually, just as a side note, the fact that I have created this podcast is a direct result of one of Jason's online self-sabotage programs that I took back in early spring of this year. So I can really speak personally to the effectiveness and just the brilliance in content that um, his programs consist of. So Jason, it's an absolute pleasure to connect with you. Thanks so much for being here. That was a real nice introduction. Tanya, th thanks very much. Makes me sound amazing. Thank you. Well, it's absolutely true. Before we get into this, just, you know, like most interviews and just get into your current work, I'd love to ask if you would just mind giving us a bit of a backstory um, for those who may not know you and your work and what it kind of was that led you to where you are now. Yeah, I'll give you the elevator pitch. I was your typical soulless, uh, party-oriented uh, North American meatbag who wanted to do everything he could to get to the top of the ruling pyramid where all the great parties and better rewards were and all the nice ladies. And I had these, you know, I went to McGill University uh, in 19, I, th I think I graduated in 1993 and opened my first fitness club when I w in 1994, so I was a you know independent businessman very soon after graduation. But what I didn't know about myself, and what a lot of people don't know about themselves, is that they have these dormant programs. And a lot of the dormant programs is is what I work with with clients now. There's a lot of clients that you know want to lose weight and they can't. They want to stop their addictions and they can't. And I know about these dormant programs because I had them as well and I had to work through them. Now, the dormant programs that I have were sort of the same everybody else has is like self-abuse, self-hatred, a lack of self-maintenance. And there's also dormant programs stuck into us by various government institution, institutions, religious institutions, uh, multimedia, TV and movies. And one of the common programs is a fear of being successful, a fear of money. Uh, and this is because we have this very intricate part of the brain called the subconscious mind. I, I knew none of this when I graduated, of course. And the subconscious mind wants us to find safety in the herd. And it has many different functions by which it helps us find safety in the herd. But there's no safety in being super successful because the successful herd is very small. And the herd with um, financial abundance is very small. So you can roll through your whole life not knowing any of this stuff. And when you come to a successful point in your lifetime, you can easily self-sabotage it. And I did that as well. So I became very financially abundant after I opened my first fitness club. It was a smashing success. But when you have these dormant programs and know nothing about how your behavior is manufactured, you actually turn on yourself and destroy everything you ever thought that you ever wanted. And I did that as well. I did drugs and alcohol. 
offended clients, would open the club uh, late, close it early just so I can go out and party. I mean, I'm 52 right now. This is when I was 24. So I don't obviously don't do that anymore because I work through the programming. But this is very common today. So it's not it's not just unique to my situation. And I I did, I had so much of a self-hatred, fear of success on all levels program that, you know, when I made this, all this money, I just used the money to destroy myself. And by the time I was 29, I couldn't walk. My left leg didn't work anymore. I had all kinds of mental uh, imbalances. I had a lot of diseases creeping up on me only at 29 years of age, a lot of suicidal tendencies. And I reached out to uh, a high-end holistic healer, like there's a healing institute in uh, Vista, California called the Czech Institute run by Paul Czech and it's C-H-E-K. And he sent one of his best practitioners down knowing they know all this stuff. So as she arrived, she wasn't going to just say, eat better, exercise, go to sleep on time and don't hurt yourself because she knows the programming runs the behavior. So it doesn't matter what she would have said. I would have still run the program because the programs are like record players in a jukebox. If I don't have any new records or a new top 10, I will always run and play these self-destructive tendencies that were prolific in destroying my, you know, my human potential. So she, she came in on a psychological aspect, knowing how to write the new records and reprogram the beliefs so that my behavior would be controlled by empowering beliefs. And her teachings got me away from trying to find safety in the bigger group. Now, this, this function of finding safety in the bigger group served us well for thousands of years because the bigger group was the safer group for thousands of years. But now the bigger group is uh, financially destitute. They're overweight, they're addicted, they're powerless, they're dependent. So the way this part of the brain operates, it really looks out at the herd and makes you be like the herd. So my Czech practitioner friend had to hack my mind and literally trick this part of the brain that the bigger herd was the healthier herd. The bigger herd was the financially successful herd and, and the herd that took care of yourself and was more independent than independent. And she did a great job. And I went back to the Czech Institute to learn all these things in California. And then I came back and started training people with say in the Czech Institute, they do teach diet and stretching and exercise and everything. Nothing was effective other than the mental reprogramming of the subconscious mind, what the average person would call brainwashing and mind control or behavior modification. That's what I started to do full time. Because if you have these old programs running in this sort of odd part of the brain that most people don't know about, you will always get the same result. And that's what self-sabotage is. You're always trying to start your business, lose some weight, uh, drink less wine, exercise more. And no matter how much you try to willpower that, that goal, you can kind of grapple with it for a couple of weeks, but then you'll always fall flat on your face. And this is the sort of the secret um, of becoming better is the secret of the subconscious mind. But this secret where the, the, this part of the brain is always sort of judging repetitive content to find out what the herd is doing. And then it forces us to act out that repetitive content. Um, this is a secret that the people who run the TV stations and the movie uh, studios they're well aware of too. So they maintain their power. And this is where I've sort of exceeded my um, role as a coach. I, I, I've investigated that not only do we have this part of the brain, that this part of the brain is being taken advantage of by a very small group who manufactures repetitive content, knowing that our part of this protective part of the mind will pick it up in the media and force us to act it out. And all the content they give us is negative. 
it's always about smoking, always about drinking. Women are programmed to be shoppers. Men are programmed to be dependent infants or buffoons. And, and I'll just give you an example of how powerful this part of the brain is so that people can really bite into a real world example. And in 2001, there was a movie called Gone in 60 Seconds with Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage. And it was a movie about car theft. And when this movie was released in Burnaby, BC, Canada, the car theft went up 70% in the first four days. And the people who make our movies or make our media have a saying, what's on the screen in the morning will be on the street at night. Mm -hmm. And they're very confident that they're, they're, they're so confident that they've, the research they've done on this part of the brain would baffle most people because this part of the brain doesn't know the difference between what happens on a screen, what happens in real life and what happens in your imagined thought. It actually records, this part of the brain records everything you've ever thought of, everything you've ever seen on a screen and everything you've ever seen in real life. And it's, it keeps it as a list and it sorts the list by repetition. So when you were in, if anybody was in the theater in Burnaby, BC, or wherever it was in the world, because car theft went up everywhere that this movie was released all over the world, this part of the brain believes you live, you were actually living in a car theft tribe. And this is funny. This is, this is how funny this part of the brain is. This is actually how it works, contrary to how most people think their behavior is manufactured. They think their behavior is organic. It is not organic whatsoever. It is manufactured by this part of the brain. So if you're in the movie theater watching Gone in 60 Seconds, your subconscious believes you're actually engaged with a car theft tribe. The repetitive content that really gets high on the list and that two hour span is car theft. And then the subconscious, which is a protective adaptation, wanting you to be secure and survive in the village town or, you know, tribe that you're in forces you to bond with the tribe by acting out their behavior. And that's why people exited the theater and started stealing cars. And this, this is, can go on for something like the Cosby show uh, with Bill Cosby and uh, Rashid, uh, I forget her name, but she was Miss, Mrs. Huxtable, Claire, mm -hmm. and uh, Miss, Mr. Cosby was Bill, uh, Bill Cosby, Mr. Huxtable. And Mr. Huxtable was an African-American medical doctor. His wife was an African-American lawyer. And during the nine-year run of the show, African-American enrollment in law school and medical school went up 19%. They call that the Cosby effect. And as soon as that was canceled, the, the enrollment in all college and university for the Black community plummeted because they only got negative content after that. Even something like The Queen's Gamut, which is a show on Netflix about a, a drugged out alcoholic chess player, not only would that increase smoking and dr prescription drug use and alcoholism, but chess sales went up a thousand percent in the first week that that was released on Netflix. Humans copy, mimic, and emulate the repetitive content that they see. Humans, most humans do what they're doing simply because other people are doing it. I did the exact same thing as a young man. I watched the screen. I didn't know that it was there to impregnate my subconscious mind with negative repetition. And I nearly killed myself with drugs, alcohol, fast cars, fast women, because I wasn't aware of this part of the brain. So although I can protect myself now from the repetitive content, and although I can reprogram my own subconscious mind, the average person knows absolutely nothing about this part. They don't even know they have a part of the brain like this. So they, they don't even know how it operates, but I, I, I'll give you a guarantee through 15 years of research that your newspaper, your radio show on the way to work every morning, your TV shows, your advertising between the TV shows and your movies are only there to drive very particular repetitive content into your subconscious to manipulate your behavior on the other side. So that was a long-winded introduction. I'm sure you got a question there. <laughs> well, thank you. It, it gives us a really good picture of, 
of how you got to where you are now. And, and it explains so well just the narrative we're hearing now in today's, today's day and age all over the world and how, you know, the news is manipulating to think a certain way. And, and if you're not aware of this, you absolutely are brainwashed. You are part of that, the larger tribe. I don't know if it's the larger tribe, but the media makes it think, makes you think that um, there's a larger population brainwashed than not. But what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts around that? Well, th this is people might think this is a new trick and that this this newer agenda with repetitive content is something they just most people wouldn't even recognize it. Mm -hmm. So, number one, it's not new. It's not a new trick. And they've been working up until this for a very long time. So they've been using repetitive content for a very long time because the agenda that we're in for now is not about what they're saying it's about. And it was not just out of the box, all of a sudden catch us off guard in March, 2020. This was a very long and very elaborate pre-planned um, repetitive content hack of the subconscious mind that goes very far back decades and decades and decades. And if anybody wants to know how far back this particular issue was planned in advance, they can go to their, their Google and they can look up cult of medics, M-E-D-I-C-S. And it's a documentary that was just released about two months ago by I'm trying to remember his name. Friend of mine eludes me at the at this time. But uh, if you go watch part one of the cult of medics, you will run across a man called Dr. John, uh, uh, Dr. John Coleman. Yeah. And in 1969, he found documents in the Smithsonian or the UK's version of the Smithsonian. It was, it was a museum. And he gave a lecture regarding the documents that he found, which drew out exactly what's going on today. And this is an old plan that is being drawn out based on this brainwashing, behavior modification, repetitive hacking of the subconscious mind to get people, they're always very good at this. They get people to do to themselves what the ruling group could never do by force. So as Dr. John Coleman recounted this, this plan, and the plan was to remove all financial power from the middle class. That was the actual plan that was written down in the Smithsonian by a very particular group to remove all financial wealth from the middle class because they were unable to rule them. They said, we cannot, we can rule the poor very easily. We are the rich. We cannot rule the middle class. They have too much power and too much, too many options to, to sidestep what we want to do to them. And in the realm of mind control, you could never invade a country and completely wipe out the middle class with tanks or fighter jets or infantry. You just can't do it because when you use the conventional means, people defend themselves. Mm. So you would have to use their most effective weapon. And so when this plan was launched, they knew their most effective weapon was not the tank, was not the drone, was not the cruise missile. The most effective weapon to make the people do to themselves what the ruling group could never do by force is a TV. So, and the average person cannot defend themselves against the TV because they've been repetitively programmed to believe it's there for their entertainment and for their information. So the TV is, was invented as a military grade weapon to be used against the public in order to control repetitive content. Now, the reason this documentary is called The Cult of Medics is because this technology of repetitive content 
was originated in an ancient country and wait for it. The, and you can look this up on Google. They don't even try and <laughs> list it far down. So you can't find it. The name of the ancient country was media. That was the name of the country. And it's where Iran or Azerbaijan is today. And media held some very smart psychologists who knew how to hack the subconscious through repetitive content. And that is the basis of all brainwashing is repetitive content uh, absorption and, and releasing of repetitive content. This group also found is if you could psychoactively infuse the public with various psychoactive drugs, if you could put them in fear as well, and if you could make the repetitive content launched out of an authority figure's mouth. So repetitive content is 80% of all brainwashing. But if you can get the uh, public, the targeted public high on various psychoactive drugs, it takes hold a little bit more. And if you can put fear into them, it takes hold a little bit more. And then if, if it's positively reinforced by uh, perceived authority, you can, it really bites hard and the people copy, mimic and emulate through their natural design. And this group of psychologists and media, 2000 years old, would sell this service to various kings and queens around the Mediterranean to control repetitive content, but they didn't have TVs. So they would say, you have to build a town square. So the original town square was never built for what people think it was. It was to have uh, harvest ceremonies, regular meetings, regular government announcements, absent of the TV or the, the playhouses, which were the second that was the second implementation of controlled repetitive content was the Shakespearean plays. That's why they drive those down our throat in uh, university and colleges. So what we see on our, our walls today is the old town square for media. They are the controllers of repetitive content. And so this military weapon called the TV is only there to give us repetitive content and they can make us believe anything. They can make us believe in things that don't exist. And they've been doing this for a long time. The devil, prime example. What about a border? There are no borders. Mm -hmm. I, I live on the border of Canada and the United States, and I can swim into the U.S. and I swim back to Canada. There's nothing there. But they, make, they, can, they can take an energetic belief and fuse it into your electronic mind and plant it there through repetitive content. And they've been going at this particular agenda for 20, 25 years with the movie rep repetition. There's been over 300 major uh, Hollywood films in the past 15 years alone about viruses, about contagion, about spread of viruses, about injectable medicine that will save the day, zombies. The zombie infection virus vaccine saves the day movie genre exploded as repetitive content over the last 30 years to prime the population to be ready to receive the last repetition or the final go live. They say, we're going to take it live now. We're going to take it live. And the, the average person has no idea that when you look into a medical or scientific library, there is not one study that ever proved that the sick person could ever make a healthy person sick. Not one. People believe this all the time. Why? Because the repetition is there. People believe that sick people can transfer their disease to healthy people. Now, they've tried this. This isn't something they ignored. In good science, someone says, yeah, the people were in the room here, and one was sick, and now the other one's sick. What's making them sick? Maybe the other person caught it from the other person. So they've done experiments like this, where they've taken 
And these, some of these experiments were in the 1920s and 1930s that can't be replicated today because they took the blood of the sick people, combined it with uh, sputum or snot of sick people and saliva of sick people all in one syringe and injected it into a hundred other people that were healthy. Guess how many of the healthy people got sick? None, in my opinion. I don't think any would have. N none, none. They tried putting them back to back. They tried breathing. They tried talking. They tried reading. They, they even said to one person, you breathe into their mouth. And the, per the, the healthy person had to take a deep breath in to try and get all their oxygen. They tried absolutely anything. And these, these studies are reviewed in a book by Dr. Thomas Cowan called The Contagion Myth. Mm -hmm. And so you have the average person out there emphatic that they know this, that, and the other thing. And this is the power of brainwashing. This is the power of repetitive content. They, they believe they know everything about everything. And then when you come into their house, they got two TVs and no library. So how do they know all this information that they regurgitate which is exactly like the TV. And they do it without their conscious awareness. Like when the people left the movie theater after watching Gone in 60 Seconds, they stole cars. 70, car theft went out. Some people stole cars. They thought their behavior was organic. There's no way they would ever think that watching a car theft show would make them go steal a car. Mm -hmm. The average person today will regurgitate of X, Y, and Z about viruses and contagion and immunity, herd immunity, six foot apart, masking. None of this has any scientific or uh, medical validity, zero. Mm -hmm. But in the realm of how human behavior is manufactured and the, the fact that most people don't know, that all they say in a day is what the TV told them to say, and that the TV might as well be screwed into their neck. They believe their behavior is organic, and it's not organic. It's manufactured for them on their behalf, outside their conscious awareness, by the subconscious mind pathway, which literally is there to love us into a, a, a greater state of survival by writing down everything we've ever seen and trying to make us blend in with the high, you know, the repetitive content that's the most frequent is the script that we're pushed through, that's pushed through, that we act out. And so the average person today is walking around literally doing what I said, doing to themselves what the ruling group could never do by force, which is they're destroying themselves. They're destroying their health. They're destroying the health of their children and they're destroying their economies. And the average person, of course, through repetitive content believes the government will make everything okay when it's the government and the people who control it that are doing this repetitive hacking that are not going to come to the rescue because they're the ones destroying it. But everything a person needs to live, water, food, toilet paper, internet, gasoline, natural gas, the, fern the parts to repair your furnace, the parts to repair your air conditioner, everything that the average North American needs to live, you need freedom to get it to your house on time. And that's what you're seeing today is, again, the people who have marked us as the enemy have been grooming us for a long time to think that we're friends with them. We're not friends with them whatsoever. And they are, like I said, using the repetitive content so that the, the uninitiated, that's what they're called in the secret societies, they're called uninitiated. The uninitiated person is cheerleading and demanding their own destruction. Because mm -hmm. when, you, when you say a business is non-essential, you're not understanding that somewhere in that business, something you rely on is will come into your town through that store. 
And if it doesn't have the right amount of employees or the right amount of financing, or it only can have 50% of the people here, there, and the other place, that what you call society not only stops, it ends. You go to a Cuba situation where what you need, what you're so used to arriving to your house in 24 hours or anytime you want fails to be delivered. And that's what you're seeing in. So the, this ancient group from media knows how to take over societies, food, water, economics, poison, poison and drugs are their number one go-to modality for taking over society. This is a very ancient group in, they took over China in the late 1700s with opium. Look it up, mm -hmm. called the Opium Wars. The British Navy would just, they wouldn't even land, they just throw the opium bags onto the wharfs of different communities and the opium does the rest, destroys the people. And then the, U the UK rolls just roll it. And this is this group will dress up as any flag of any country, of any ethnic color, just to get their job done. And this group has been poisoning the population for a lot longer than what's going on now. Now they're putting poison under the skin. And in the research of all medicine and science, 90% of your immune system is from your mouth to your anus. So if you put something under the skin, you only have a 10% immunity barrier there. You're not going to, you're, you're not going to maintain your health. And it's, a and it's an attack on health. And how are they doing it? Are they parading around and grabbing me in a headlock and putting the poison into me? Absolutely not. They're using the repetitive content mm -hmm. so that you go do it to yourself, so that you go do it for your kids. So you yell at another person who is not watching the repetitive content and knows that this is gonna go and end in complete and utter disaster. No society can run better as a whole when they're not allowed to work, when your products and services don't get delivered on time, when the society through repetitive content is brainwashed to believe that they can poison their way to healthy living. Mm -hmm. And who wouldn't, who wouldn't want that? Like I'm healthy if people could see the video they could see I'm healthy for 52 years old. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to be healthy. But if you're sort of dumbed down and lazified and infantilized by the same group, they've been working on you for 30 years. So you're a child, you feel dependent, you're disempowered. You don't even, you don't even want to put the effort th uh, into being healthy because then you're in the minority which means it's not very safe. You're, it's going to be dangerous. So of course, who, they're, going to, they're going to gravitate toward the promise that you can be the healthiest person if you just go roll up your sleeve. Yeah. What sort of disempowered, dependent, infantilized person won't take that up? So like, if I'm healthy, but I don't have a health pass. And the person next to me rolled up their sleeve twice. They're 300 pounds. They eat at McDonald's, eat Dorito chips. They smoke. They don't produce any value for the society. They, they collect welfare. They have a health pass. So again, none of it makes sense, but it's never designed to make any sense. It's designed to destroy the society from within and accomplish the goals that were recounted by Dr. John Coleman in the document that they found. Anybody complying with this, anybody that's capitul capitulating to this agenda mm -hmm. literally will be bankrupt, eating gruel with no way to move or leave in the next eight years. They will, they will have nothing other than what the rulers give them. And the only things they will give you is things that'll make you disempowered. You'll have all the cigarettes you want, 
all the alcohol, all the junk food, all the TV, all the porn, all the movies, all the plastic surgery, all the tattoos, you'll have everything that doesn't matter. And that's called the freedom society. So freedom is different than freedom. Mm -hmm. Freedom is F-R-E-D-U-M-B. Freedom is when everything that makes you dumb is provided to you free by the state. And so we've switched out freedom for freedom. People haven't noticed. The government schools have dumbed them down to the point where they don't know basic economics. You can't pay people to stay home and do nothing. You can't print money for no value in return, which is what the government is doing. You can't destroy money and give it to your friends, which Justin Trudeau did. He gave $850 million to Gavi or the WHO, the World Health Organization, to buy experimental medical applications that drive poison under the skin of the tribe. How is this ever going to work out? Where's morality? Where's common sense? None of these things matter because the people from media who taught our current dark overlords how to hack the subconscious mind, you can program morality out of people. You can program common sense out of people. You can program ethics out of people. And they've been taking the most soulless, morally corrupt, ethically bankrupt people and funneling them to the top of the government structure for the past 40 years to the point where we're being ruled by psychopaths. Mm -hmm. And this is all based on this old ancient technology. And I'll, I'll even go back a bit to the media story where I said, mind control through repetitive accessing of the subconscious mind pathway can be upregulated with certain psychoactive drugs in the most efficient psychoactive drug ever tested to make someone copy mirror and emulate and mimic what they see on the TV is coffee is coffee and caffeine and alcohol is second to that. So what, and so did we, did we get this stunned and this manipulatable we're, we're man, you know they're manipulating us did we get this open to manipulation overnight absolutely not the same group made sure there was a big liquor store in every town they made sure there was a coffee shop on every corner you can't go more than a thousand feet in a city where you can't get coffee Bill Gates, and we all know the legacy of Bill Gates in regards to what's going on. Starbucks in 1987 had less than 30 stores and it was going to go bankrupt. Guess who came and rescued it with seed funding? Bill Gates Sr. and Bill Gates. Why? Now there's 36,000 Starbucks. Because to get a population this open to repetitive-based mind control, yeah, you have to do the repetition. Yeah, you got to scare them because that upregulates it. Yeah, you got to have the actors all in government because mind control is enhanced and up-leveled when perceived authority put fear into you mm -hmm. and also give you positive reinforcement for complying. But you have to caffeinate and drive alcohol into the brain centers of the targeted population, which makes them easier to mold, easier to brainwash, easier to behavior modify. And the average person believes that their TV is there to entertain them. They believe it's there to inform them. Mm -hmm. Your TV, the radio in your car, your cell phone, and the movie screen is there to disinform you, misinform you, and entrain you to the agenda that they want the, to the dance, they want you to execute on the dance floor. And, and again, end goal, people are obsessively doing to themselves, destroying their own economies, in destroying their own health, doing what a, a, a military force could never do, 
and they're working at it 24 hours a day to enslave, imprison, and euthanize themselves. So I don't know if you have any questions on that rant, but there's no way someone could have listened to what I just said and not see exactly what's going on in the world mm-hmm. today. Yeah, it's so blatantly obvious when you're aware of how the subconscious mind works. What I couldn't believe, like I, the very first time I was introduced to your self-sabotage program where you explained a lot of that in great depth was, you know, or at the beginning of this year. And I was astonished how I never knew, like it was so obvious after I listened, but before that it was like, what? I was brainwashed just like the rest of people. So it's, yeah, it's so important to help people wake up to how the subconscious mind works and what they're doing, as you said. And it kind of brings us right into the next idea that I really wanted you to delve into for us because you um, you had this program, the attack on men and how men can find their way again. Well, you know, this topic and how the state of masculinity is today is from the narratives. It's from this literally decades of conditioning and programming. And now this is where our men are. When I walk outside and go to the store, it's if I see people without a mask, they're women, most of them. And if, you know, the women, we go to the schools, it's, there are a few men, but the vast majority of us are women. And so yeah, would you be able to bring people up to speed on just the issues that our population is facing with this feminization of the men? And what is the solution? Yeah, the, so people will see that the men are being feminized, but they don't know how far it goes back. So all these questions, when I get asked questions, I always got to go back to media and the group that preceded media in uh, Sumeria and uh, Babylon and these ancient cultures that really knew how to manipulate and control human beings. They've had their victories throughout history and they've had their defeats. So in the boardrooms where they meet and you you could get all these people into basically one office tower. And then if we exploded that office tower, our society would be free. But then when they got in the office tower or wherever they would meet throughout history, they are aware of their defeats. And if they ever were defeated, it was because of large, strong, testosterone-laden males. Because testosterone is a very particular um, sex hormone. Testosterone makes not only men aggressive, but makes them short-term thinkers. And when you're high with testosterone, you will not put up with any of this because it invades your space immediately. And when you invade the space of a high testosterone male, only violence will come out of that male all the time. So they're very well aware that in order to get, you know, they would break up the team in the boardroom of the secret society. Say, you go to Hollywood, you go get, you do the repetitive content and I'll tell you what you have to program into them. Jim you start working on the male issue and let's get some repetitive content, which disempowers the male and feminizes the male. But Jim, your job is to get some estrogen based chemicals really floating in the society at large. Now, if you go to a CBC documentary, CBC is for Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. There's a documentary called The Disappearing Male. And it goes over all the chemicals that were purposely put into our environment en masse that literally turns males gay. It feminizes men if they make it out of the womb as a man. It aborts males in the womb. And again, if the man makes it out of the womb, he'll be uh, various, various degrees of, of feminine. All, all recounted in this documentary alone, CBC, The Disappearing Male. And these aren't the only feminizing 
uh, hormones that are let into the environment. Like some of these hormones called beef, B, uh, BPA, bisphenol A, mm -hmm. is a feminizing hormone that turns um, research animals homosexual. And then it also leads to very small penises, very small scrotums. And in test animals, they couldn't penetrate the female. They couldn't reproduce. And BPA, they would put on, like, if you go to the, if you go to a takeout, you know, go to McDonald's, the BPA was sprayed inside the French fry box, sprayed on the, 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 the wax paper that wraps the hamburgers. Um, it's on cash. They put it purposely on the back of cash register uh, receipts. Why would, why would see, and this is how long this group has been working to disempower us. And this is what's really happened to the males. Now, alcohol as well, feminizes men. And they've done, I mean, from the, from the 50s all the way up to the 80s, where they changed it over to cocaine. It was all about men drinking booze. And that's why there's so many male alcoholics and so many women hanging off their legs, begging them not to drink, because the repetitive content um, takeover of this society is being, you know, hundreds of years, being done for hundreds of years. And the any chemical will reduce someone, a male's testosterone, any poison. Because when you poison any organism, you injure it. And when you injure an organism, it has a metabolic response to that injury. And one of the metabolic responses is, I need to repair the injury. Obviously, when we get cut, I mean, we have repair systems. But the repair systems have fuel. And the best fuel for repairing is fat. And the only way to produce extra fat is to drive the estrogen up and decrease testosterone because testosterone burns fat. So it doesn't matter if I give a male THC, which is a toxin, alcohol, cocaine, bisphenol A, aspirin, Advil, Teflon, microwave food. It doesn't matter what toxin goes into the male, always lowers their testosterone because every chemical represents an injury that needs to be repaired. And the body likes fat as the fuel to do the repairing because fat is nine calories a gram. Sugar and protein are only four calories a gram. So the fatter you are, the more fuel potential you have to repair the injury because you need fuel and calories to repair the injury from chemical destruction. So all these chemicals that have been put into our society, even if they're not specifically gender bending toward the feminine gender for the male, they all damage the male body, which raises estrogen and lowers testosterone. So this sort of pollute the world agenda has left us with men that don't have high testosterone. These gender bending hormones have left us with males that are weak, dependent, and all this signaling that is going into the subconscious pathway, all the repetitive signaling is similar to what you're going to see on the cartoon, the family guy mm -hmm. and the Simpsons, the males are portrayed as morons. So it doesn't matter if it's Jerry Seinfeld, uh, George Costanza, Kramer, uh, King of Queens, uh, James, I don't know what his, uh, you know, what, what, what was the name of the role he played on King of Queens. They're always surrounded to like Marge is in shape on The Simpsons. So is Maggie. Uh, so is Lisa. But then you have Bart, kind of a beer belly and a moron. Homer Simpson, beer belly, moron buffoon, not to be counted on. Peter Griffin, his wife, she's pretty. She's thin. Then Meg is thin. The dog in the family guy, Brian, he's a raving alcoholic who's also fat. Stewie, uh, the other male, is a psychopathic narcissist who's always trying to kill his mother. So do you see that? And it doesn't matter what show you watch. It doesn't matter if you watch even the movie, The Equalizer, 
you have a psychopathic murderer going around and killing other psychopathic murderers. They're all men. They're all men. <laughs> We're getting all this negative role modeling in, and they creep it in. You remember the last uh, Avengers Affinity Wars movie? Mm-hmm. Thor, weakened. He's, he's having a mental breakdown. He's saved by Wonder Woman or Supergirl. He's big and fat, wants to eat donuts, watch, video, watch TV all the time, drink beer. How can people be missing this? Start watching the repetitive content and know why your men are wearing masks. Know why they're disempowered. They don't know how to push back. They don't know how to gather because their testosterone is low. Now, if you want to change all this around, you have to know the primary weapons of the cult of medics. The primary weapons is poison, always poison. So I don't care if it's a Teflon pen, get rid of it. And I'll send you a list that you can attach to this podcast in the show notes where you can get rid of every poison and substitute in healthy alternatives inside your household environment. And for the love of God, if you want to save your society and culture, your coffee shops are it, that is a battleground enemy number one coffee shops number two liquor stores number three junk food takeout food not fit for a maggot to consume and don't ever say that food that poisons you is a treat or a reward because you're under the deepest forms of my repetitive based mind control your reward for working a job that you shouldn't probably be working in the first place is not to poison yourself on a Friday night just because you made it through one extra week of misery because mm-hmm. you don't know why you're miserable. If you're miserable, overweight, depressed, you're not having a good relationship with your wife, is because she's watching repetitive content that makes her a self-gratifying shopper. And then you as a male are getting repetitive content to sit there like an obedient lapdog why the hyenas take over the pride land and all the lions are over there masturbating in the corner. This is what is going on in our society right now. And the average person has to connect the dots and go to war with this invisible threat that you'll never find, but you can find the liquor, you can find the caffeine, you can find the junk food, you know where your TV is, you know you're watching movies, Start spending your time to reprogram your brain correctly. Start spending your money on stuff that doesn't poison yourself. Stop poisoning yourself so that you can get out of this mind control, brainwashing, behavior modification agenda and start seeing the world for what it is. Because again, this group is weak and we know they're weak because they trick us to do to ourselves what they can't do by force. Mm -hmm. So if we stop cheerleading the poisoning of ourselves, the poisoning of our own children, the destruction of our businesses, stop using the word essential and non-essential, you're walking right into it. You're not going to have any food because you can't think anymore. And when the food runs out, it's not because of the people that didn't take the new medicine, it's because you don't know how to think anymore. So re-engage your thinking and save your society. Wow, yeah. That's a lot of information and so, so important. With that program you did, I believe it was in August or September, um, it was a Zoom meeting for men. Are you going to be offering something like that again, where I can include a link of some sort? Or do you have, did you record well, that? Yeah, of course. So if you include my email address, Jason at uh, freedomfromselfsabotage.com, I can okay. help you overcome your self-sabotage. I have home study programs for that. And when I discuss things openly and use videos to back up everything it, it will be the wildest ride of your life because you will not be able to work against what I'm saying. Cause I will show you examples of everything I say. Mm-hmm. You will learn uh, what's really going on. You will learn how to control your own behavior. Again, you will learn how to become wealthier. 
healthier, wiser, and more empowered, more independent if you do the Overcoming Self-Sabotage Home Study Program. And for men or women that want to empower their men again, or men that want to empower themselves and their children, they can also email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. And I can uh, explain what they would get if they want. It's not expensive. It's not expensive either. The program you'll get, you'll get back your investment a million fold by the time you pass away. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. So I, I was going to ask about that. Is, is there a way that we could as women empower our men, but you kind of just, you explained it really well there. And, and I know that ultimately a man has to feel moved to do something as well, right? Move to take action. So it's not like they can be forced, but just knowing this information will. Men are usually, yeah, men are usually pretty good at getting, you know, as, as a man myself, we're pretty good at getting pissed off. If we're taught, like, if I tell a man, yeah, they're putting stuff in your water to shrink your penis. They're like, what? (laughs) So you just have, you, you just have to tell them the right stuff so that they can get pissed off and remember that you got to remind them you're getting punched in the, in the face. I mean, nothing should piss a man off more than chemicals that shrinks his scrotum and shrinks his penis or, or, or things that interfere with their sexual function or make and all done purposely by a bunch of weaker men in an office tower somewhere. Other men be like, yeah, tell me that story. That's the first time I heard that. I like to hear that story. I, yeah, sure. I'd like to hear what's going on with these guys in the office tower. Let me expose the guys in the office tower, like, uh, you know, Fraudsy and uh, Zuckerberg and Gates and all their meetings and show you, yeah, you're on the chopping block as men. I mean, why do you think they used to line up uh, men in those wars uh, between the French and the British? They'd line up all the men. 30 feet apart, rally their muskets, you know, the muskets, they put the stick down and the, put the black powder in black powder guns are very powerful, right? So they'd line you up 20 yards away. And then they just volley at each other, killing everybody on both sides. This is how long the anti-male agenda is going on because the King of France, the, the King of France's daughter was married to the, the, the son of the King of England. And so they would get together and said, hey, hey, we got a problem with the strong men, right? They're always pushing back against us. Let's pretend we're going to start a war. You get your strongest guys. I'll get my strongest guys. And we'll, we'll just have them stand 20 feet apart and volley at each other till all, most of the strongest men are gone and their genes are gone forever. So that we always have this, you know, this concentrated maple syrup of effeminate men. And when they have sex, they have more effeminate offspring. This is how long this has been going on. Why do you think they would volley the muskets at each other to kill the males on both sides? Does that make any sense for winning a war? Like if you're a strategist, your war strategy sucks Mm -hmm. because you're killing your own men. It would be better to hide in the woods, dress up in camouflage. And the more of them you can kill and the less, the more of you, you can maintain as a survival rate, your, your chances increase of winning the war. So how does that increase anybody winning the war? Unless we're getting shown smoke and mirrors all the time. It was never about winning a war. It's about fake flags, fake borders and fake wars and fake countries to set up this ritual of eliminating the strong male. So it's important for males to understand, yeah, boys, you've been getting screwed over a long time. It's time for you to pick up your big boy pants and let's go take care of business at this office town. Excellent. What are the best ways to build strong communities or groups of like-minded people just in general? Because, um, you know, for people who all have the brick and mortar businesses right now, and it's, it's so tough for them. Community is everything, especially with like-minded people. So what are some of the ways that we can do this, that we can build strong communities? Just use your voice and the like minds will come. You're like a radio tower, right? You're like a radio station. Crank out your signal 
and, and whoever wants to listen will tune in and then they'll send you a signal back. That's the best way. Just get your message out there. Be polite, uh, you know, be respectful and, but tell your message because it's being shown in all communist, Bolshevik, fascist states that as soon as people stop using their voice, it's over. It's absolutely over. So we have to make sure to keep using our voices, even if it's just once a day with a simple post, just keep the static moving outwards regarding this agenda. Because no one, go, go watch the Cult of Medics, part one. Look at John Coleman, read Dr. John Coleman's books. When they intend to destroy the middle class, which is anybody from $30,000 to under a hundred million. If you don't have a hundred million, you are considered middle class to these folks. And you are, are targeted uh, for removal. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to really touch quickly on 5G and that technology. So what's the role playing with all of this? Cause this is obviously part of the agenda in some way. Oh, guaranteed. I mean, the 5G, they never have, they never roll out one agenda for, for one goal. It's always multiple goals. The 5G number one makes us sick. So what they're trying to do is make the human body so sick that the actual human gives up on it and begs to be uh, morphed with the Borg or morphed with the artificial intelligence. So they're looking to poison the human so consistently over its entire lifetime with Teflon, 5G, the shots, the vitamin K shot, the ultrasound, which isn't sound by the way, it's x-ray, to just destroy the human body at every single turn to the point where the human begs to say, it's so painful to be human, can you morph me with the transhumanist agenda and make half of me a robot so I don't feel my pain anymore? That's their end goal. And the 5G we use to track us. 5G can track someone within feet. And the GPS now can only track you within maybe 100 feet. So they want to start tracking you within the inch. And they need real-time relays for that. So the 5G does many things. One is destroys the, the human body outright, destroys tissues. Are you hopeful in in humanity and in our, you know, our conscious evolution. And what's, what's your take? Like, do you go to bed thinking, Oh God, or are you hopeful? What's, I, I, be, I know we've had victories in the past. We've had defeats in the past. It's, it's sort of, uh, it's written in the stars. I'm not too sure what the next story is going to be, you know, if there's going to be a rebellion or anything along that line, I'm seeing some pushback. I, uh, the, the, the Amtrak in the U.S., a couple of the airlines are starting to push back. And U.S. is the uh, coup de grace of, of they, they want to slaughter the U.S. because it's, it's the bastion of freedom. So it, it, it's the prized peacock that they want slaughtered on, on the Thanksgiving table, the United States. So people in the U.S. really got to start pulling, pulling together in regards, not they're, they're good with their freedom, but they're, they're not understanding the self-abusive slant mm. to the agenda. They're very hard on the liquor, hard on the cigarettes, hard on the hedonism, and they're hard on moving people away from God, away from Christianity and any pedophile or any sort of bad person that you've seen in the church over the past hundred years have been put there purposely to break your trust with the church. So people have to get back to living wholesome, ethical, moral lives. Common sense has to come back. Morality has to come back. And they have to really understand that you got to put down the poisons. If, if you don't put down the poisons, you are weak. You're weak spiritually, physically, economically. You're weak. You can't put, you can't put one foot in front of the other intellectually. So get rid of the coffee, get rid of the booze, get rid of the junk food, start exercising, start getting yourself in shape. They attack health because health, health would destroy them. If everybody was healthy, this couldn't happen. So health isn't just about working out at the gym. Health is the only defense you have against this evil, dark and rotting cabal. It's the only defense you have. You got to take it seriously because you can't, 
manipulate and govern and control and steal from and lie to a society that's empowered, independent and healthy. It can't be done. You can't farm lions, you can only farm lambs. And we have been, you know, lambs to the slaughter up until this point. If we can regain our lionhood, we can take back the pride land from these NWO weak hyenas in the boardroom, and we can take back our independence as well. And people really got to start putting their money with their mouth is, or they're going to end up in the FEMA camp. I mean, I know some people would, would take the new medicine just to make sure their hair got dyed on time. We got to get out of these shallow methods of living and interacting with the world and start putting the importance on things that are important, bring back freedom, get rid of freedom, and stop grabbing from the lowest hanging branch the, the fruit. Stop grabbing the lowest hanging fruit and start doing things that matter with our lives instead of wasting our lives, you know, chasing these self-gratifying shallow pleasures. Like we're, we're inundated with sins of the flesh. I'm not even a religious person, but it's so obvious that we're, we've been taken over by darkness while believing we're upstanding moral citizens. Nothing could be further from the truth, but it's not past hope. We still have hope. We can still turn this around. You can stop poisoning yourself today. And if you want to save your society, stop poisoning yourself right now. Do my program so that it can take hold, because if I can reprogram you, it's like a hypnotist show. You're just not going to poison yourself again. You won't do it. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, you've given us so much amazing information, important information. I don't think there's anything more important right now than what you're just talking about. So thank you so much. I really look forward to um, for people to listen to this and I appreciate your time so much. You've been generous. So I'm going to include in the show notes, a couple of those documentaries you, you mentioned, and then also your email address. So people can get a hold of those programs. Like I said, I took one of them and I firsthand have experience and know what you're talking about, how powerful it is. And it's opened my eyes up immensely to everything. So since that, I stopped drinking coffee, um, alcohol. It's been really, really good all around. Well, I thank you for that. You're leading by example. You're being the change. You're the strength that strikes fear into the hearts of our enemies. Strong, healthy humans cannot be manipulated. So good work. I appreciate your effort, Tanya. Thanks so much for your time, Jason. Have a great day. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you found some value in it, please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in iTunes. I'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend. You can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin.